forget everything that you think you know about comics. Some say the battle of good versus evil is never ending because evil always survives. Some say that there are two types of people in this world, those who drink beer and those who enjoy a good comic. Well, damn it, we are the bridge. And to that we say cheers. We are your guardians, your watchful protectors from everything mundane. Because in the real world, you either die a hero or you drink long enough to see yourself become the villain. There's a war going on out there. How can you be sure you're on the right side? The ageless debate of what's right and wrong brought to your headphones with the simplest of solutions. With great beer comes great responsibility. And we accept that responsibility. For in brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape our sight. We are hop heroes, bringing the relevance of great beer and comic book stories to light. Hello and welcome to another edition of Hop Heroes, the show where we talk about our favorite drinks and our favorite heroes. I'm your host, Jordan Aerith, and with me as always, we have the talented, the artistic, the... Looks like he's getting ready to go into a boxing match. J.R. Gonzalez, how you doing, kid? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm fucking exhausted. That's good. You know, it's been two weeks. It has been two weeks. It's been I two weeks, man. um, I saw a sunset the other two. day that reminded me of you, so I was pretty sad. I was gonna say, and I was gonna say it's been two two weeks, sleepless weeks because I've missed. Yeah, so, so I mean that sunset was just out of this world. But uh, what what about it reminded you? Just the brightness, you know, it was so adorable and, you know, it reminded me of your hugs that swallow me in um, because I'm half the body of your body, um, height and everything. I'm almost there. Keep going. So now I'm I'm done. (laughs) I'm just going to blue ball you (laughs) for blue balling. You ruin it. Uh, (laughs) Take it too far. Yeah. Yeah, I do that. It's kind of on brand. I uh, I miss you too, man. No, we uh, weren't able to drop an episode last week. I was in Montana. at a uh, softball tournament my older brother's team played in this tournament and it was a softball tournament and it was also a drinking tournament so basically you can't bring coolers in the stadium so you have to buy all the beer at this bud light trailer and every time you buy a beer you just tell them what team you're from and they tally it up and whoever has the most tallies at the end of the tournament wins a big fucking trophy and so that was why I was there. I was the drinking team. I was not. I played. I hit once, and I popped up to shortstop. So my softball <laughs> game was not not prominent. But uh, we won the beer tournament. We got fourth in softball and first in drinking uh, by a landslide. We we set a tournament record with three hundred and eleven Bud Lights in three days. Wow. Um, and second place had like a hundred and thirty, I think. So it was just a fucking bloodbath of shotgunning Bud Lights. So. That was my uh, that was my last weekend, so that's why we weren't able to record. And I'm never Montana's beautiful. Never fucking driving there again. That was the that most, is a hard drive. Drive, not a fan. Um, and then this week I was just at a wedding yesterday, and this was my first time being the plus one at a wedding where you know nobody else. Have you ever been that in that position? Uh, yes, Amber and I. Uh, yes. It's not fun. <laughs> you just I, see. I I thought it was a blast because you just get to make a whole new first impression with all these people. Everybody's in a good mood, so they're all talkative. There's open bar. 
like I just I love the people like meeting all these people and just kind of figuring out what their lives are. I told everybody I went to Yale and I was a rocket oh, okay. scientist. Yeah. And, I guess lying uh, will help. No, I, I, if you're if you I didn't. That, that's only fun <laughs> if you're social. Like I'm not social, so you know, I'm like, "Oh, let's go hit the, you know, the food tray and <laughs> stand there for like <laughs> Let's 20 go minutes. hit the uh the food tray, JR, we've hit it five times. All right, you're going to sit in your seat. And then you debate, should I get up again? You know, then you're like talking to your child. Oh, no, that's got, you know, and so it's just not fun for me. But, you know, I'm not a social gotcha. social person. Well, you got to lubricate up the the old confidence there with some alcohol. I guess the real story the is how were you a plus one and who, were you, who was your uh, other person that you went with? Oh, I went with my friend Whitney. Uh, she had a... Uh, friend of hers obviously was getting married that she actually went to hip-hop dance class with that's how they met which is hilarious because they're the whitest girls you'll ever hip-hop ever see <laughs> um, but uh yeah she just needed a, a date you know and she asked if i wanted to go so oh nice it was fun it was a good time out in woodenville at a at a winery yeah um and speaking of woodenville the uh the beer on on tap today is actually out of woodenville and redmond uh, from Black Raven, so we'll Ooh. talk about that here in a second. But what have you been up to these past two weeks? Oh, uh, let's Enough about me. see. Uh, last weekend was my birthday, so it was a birthday weekend. So Amber and I just hey hang out and watched Black Widow, of course, and um, mm-hmm. ate out, spent a lot of money, um, and I just kind of got to. I really haven't had a birthday weekend in a long time, like where it was literally just the whole weekend of things uh, that I kind of wanted to do. So um, I just listened to 90s music the whole time, 90s music the whole weekend. Uh, yeah, and besides Black Widow, and I just got to hang out with my wife. I mean, nothing more more important than, than that for me. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. That's precious. Mm-hmm. And that's love. That is. Well, happy birthday, man. Oh, thanks. And uh, happy to be back. Yeah. So, uh, this week's episode, we're talking Black Widow. We're also talking Loki. Yeah. Um, we've had two weeks of, of data to kind of fill in. Um, and we're not talking Loki alone. We're talking Loki with our good friend Thomas Kellogg. TK Ukulele is coming on board because he has some thoughts and some feelings about the show. So uh, he'll be on a little later. Um, before we get to that, let's go to Bender's Breakdown. All right, so today we are doing Trickster IPA from Black Raven Brewing, which is pretty fitting if you ask me for the god of mischief, Loki. Um, I've had this beer before. We actually did an episode on this beer back in the day um, that never made it to air. I think it was a Joker, a Joker story. Um, it was the one we did at my my, my condo in Spanaway. You remember that? Oh. And we had to like re-record That's it. right, where the cat jumped up on the monitor and we're like, perfect. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. So yeah, that. Uh, so this is our second time doing this beer. So I've had it before and honestly, I've never been a huge fan, um, but it's been a while since I've tried it. So I've had Black yeah, Raven as well. You have? Yeah. Uh, did you just text me not to forget the picture? Yes. I yep. <laughs> Every time I'm mid-drink, you get a text from JR. Don't forget to take a picture. I got a sexer of it, so. Oh, okay, good. That. We got options. Uh, but from the color, it looks pretty light. It doesn't look like the IPA that you usually see. It looks almost like a lager. It's um, almost orange, or is that just the camera? It looked more orange than it did. Uh, yeah, it looks amber. You can see my face through it. How's my face look through it? Looks great. You can see my literally my entire face through it. That's how yeah, weird it is. It looks so. like the color of the uh, mosquito in Jurassic Park when it was fossilized because it got 
Oh, the OG Amber. Yeah, I got you. Um, so Black Raven, yeah, it's out of Redmond, Washington, and Woodenville. Uh, this is probably their most famous beer. It's an award-winning Trickster IPA. It's 6.9%, um, and it's got uh, really mellow citrus to it. It's not a heavy citrus, but some pine in the hops, um, which is interesting. I'm not sure if I feel good about that. Um, you said pine? Not, not stoked on pine. Yeah, I mean, I like pine when it comes to Describe like pine to me. a gin and tonic. Like pine needles, like a gin and... Yeah, oh. yeah, gin. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like overwhelming with the beer, but it's a little hint of it, and it's it's uh, gives it a little sharp freshness. I love pine, like I love gin and tonics because of that. It gives it like almost like a almost minty, but not earthy mint, you could say. Hmm. Um, but it contrasts with the citrus and the and the tonic very well. And this is it's kind of trying to go for the same thing. It has a citrus feel to it and a little bit of pine there for that freshness. But yeah, the pines the pines a small part of it, but it's uh, it's definitely there. And I don't I don't I actually like it more now than when we first started the podcast and we tried it um i think my palate's grown a little bit over the years and i could definitely drink drink this i would i would i would order this now um i just i probably wouldn't buy a six pack of it you know yeah but i'd have it at a bar oh nice yeah. that's good that's a that's a it shows you're growing as a person when you change your, your more ways than one your beer palate grows <laughs> mm. 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 Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a growing boy. Uh, so that's our beverage breakdown. Um, now let's get into Black Widow first before we have TK on and talk Loki. So Black Widow came out. What you say you saw it on your birthday? Was it in theaters? Was it at home? What was the what was the uh, ambiance? So. Uh, I, I got to watch it at home. Um, Disney Plus gave you the option to pay for it uh, either th- through their app or you can go watch in the movie theater. And, I mean, Amber and I, she bought me a Bose TV speaker, so we got to get the surround sound with the bass and just kind of, nice. you know, we got to, we bought the popcorn, you know, we got the icy, all the things that I get at a movie theater. Um and uh, that's how we watched it. It's just in front of our big TV with a surround sound system. And I was happy. I'm, that was actually quite enjoyable that way for me. Um, don't get me wrong. There's nothing yeah. about missing out a, a good movie. But, I mean, it was kind of what? That was the first week the state opened up all the way, right? It was right perfect timing for – it's like our state and Disney were, like, talking. You know, like, we're going to open up yeah. the full state for this movie. So – for Black Widow. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually had plans to see it in theaters, but they fell through, so I didn't have anybody to go with, and I didn't want to go by myself. Um, and so I did watch it at home as well, um, actually today, earlier today oh. on the couch. I, just, I got back from the wedding, laid down, and just watched watched it, Black Widow. And um, I was uh, not, not prepared to fall in love, but, you know, here we are once again. Um, <laughs> Florence Pugh, I... Uh, you got my heart, so thanks thanks a lot for that. Um, no, I really enjoyed it, man. I mean, I don't think I have anything crazy to say about about Black Widow. It was, you know, it was really well done. It was directed by Kate Shortland, yeah. Um, and it is a pure thrill ride with great acting, in my opinion. Um, great execution of of the fight scenes. Like, I you would think you'd get sick of that leg lock around the head rotating flip that she does, but it's just so much. It's just so cool to see and the camera angles they use it for. 
and David Harbour's character was just hilarious, which he knew he was going to be lovable. And uh, the whole family dynamic going through it uh, was interesting. And for those that don't know, this was, this takes place post-Civil War, pre-Infinity War? Yes, right after um, when she's on the lamb after Civil War. Right, so she's on the run, so she has no Avengers with her in this. This is just her own solo run. Um, and I was I was enticed the entire time. I thought the action was going to – I knew the action was going to be great. Uh, I liked the entire, you know, Red Room thing. I, I wish they went a little darker with it, with the Red Room. I feel like it was kind of – I thought they were you know, going light. to, the way they made it sound like and all the yeah. training sequences the they co- showed, you know, of her growing up. Yeah. I didn't see any of that. Yeah, the, the – they they showed that right. They showed that in the trailer. I thought, That's right, yep. um, or at least, and I yeah, unless been cut out or whatever. Maybe it was too dark. But like that's what I was kind of hoping for. Mm-hmm. So that's my only real, real complaint is I feel like they missed an opportunity there. And that's just I don't know if that's Disney being Disney or if that's just uh, they thought it wasn't good for the storyline. But yeah, that was I missed out on the red room a little bit. It was all kind of like post red room. Um, I really liked uh, her sister Elena, as I already mentioned. I'm in love with her now. Um, and she's all also great in Midsummer, obviously, but I, I just, I really thought it was well done. I don't know. What were, what were your thoughts? I, I quite enjoyed it. I mean, the, the girls were kicking some ass and they were getting their ass kicked. I mean, Scarlett Johansson stunt double was probably bruised from toe to, to <laughs> yeah. scalp because, she got fucked up. They were, she was getting thrown around. Um, she was fighting all the black uh, widows herself. All the widows. Yeah, I mean, yeah. um, and I thought that was great. I I, I loved I loved David Harbor. I was talking to Amber and I were talking during the movie, and I was like, David Har- Harbor's like, if if this movie was gonna fail at any point, he was like bringing it up the whole time, you know, with mm-hmm. his red guardian character. There is a difference in in some storylines from the comic book, of course, you know, um. He's, he, yeah, I was going to ask you about that because he, he was a love interest of her. Yeah, he was a love interest at one point. Um, instead of a father figure, I think I was talking to Amber. I'm like, okay, I, right off the bat, you're starting to see some of the changes. You know, um, mm-hmm. Taskmaster was kind of the one of the worst parts for me. Um, they kind of ruined one of the most um, iconic villains. Um, there was actually a debate in the comic book store about that. Um and how I'd like to talk about that with you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so um but other than that, I mean the graphics, the the movie was great. It was it was high packed action from beginning to end. Um and Scarlett Johansson made me sad that she announced that she was wasn't going to do another Black Widow. Um but uh I totally agree with you. Florence Pugh was an is an amazing actress. I mean, I've seen her before um in some other stuff that we've talked about. Um, I loved her in fighting with the family, you know, the wrestling movie where she likes a biography of one of the wrestlers page WWE. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. So she's in that movie. Um, Hmm. but her character as well was funny. I mean, just trying to do the poses thing made me laugh so hard. I thought she was fucking hilarious. Like her and David Harbour's characters carried this movie, in my opinion. And she was so funny. Like, yeah, the the making fun of her pose, you know, yeah, yeah. and uh, like when she's flying in the the hel- helicopter, she just has all these little. Well, this would be an awesome way to die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this would this would be a not so awesome way to die when she's on the table. Just the like, yeah, conversations, so the, the, right? Were great. The conversations between her and Scarlett, particularly because they yeah. start morphing into like a sisterly love thing. And you know, when she's talking about her vest, and she's like, "Yeah, you like my vest? It's got so many pockets," and you know, 
yeah. I think that, yeah. and that's how I think sisters talk, you know, um, at least that's how my sisters talk. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I quite enjoyed it. Let's talk about Taskmaster. So what is the original origin of Taskmaster and why were you disappointed with this portrayal? Taskmaster is one of the most badass villains out there because he can literally mimic anything that anybody can do fighting style wise like he gives spider-man a hard time and if you play spider-man the game that came out in 2018 um he's in there yeah you fight yep. you fight taskmaster he's like a he sets challenges for you right right and it's like an execute exactly yeah. yeah and in the comic books he trains other people in fighting styles and you know um his mimic i guess prowess is like un unbelievable and they kind of minimized um, Taskmaster a little bit in this. Taskmaster is kind of like a sneaky um, assassin too sometimes. And they cha- it definitely was not the storyline of the headmaster's daughter being controlled and changed. That's definitely not the right uh, storyline there. But, I mean, and the thing that kind of I think that threw me off is they didn't really have to do that. I mean, I understand getting red uh Scar- uh black widow getting uh red on her ledger but it's not like they had to bring that person back to revenge you know for taskmaster you could have put the actual taskmaster involved but yeah that's kind of you know the only goof goofy thing for me but again it, it was but, great but what you're saying is like besides the the fact that he it was the daughter of Dracoff she did mimic the abilities of everybody she fought. She, she did, pretty, yeah. I thought she was pretty, a pretty badass. Like, when she was in the scene, I was intrigued. Like, the fighting scenes were awesome. Her outfit was dope. The skull face was sick. Um, and she didn't die. And spoilers, she didn't die. So she is still out there. So the abilities are there. It's a girl instead of a guy, but she's a, still a, a savage. Like, what's to say that she can't continue on in the mcu and be a be that villain that you're hoping for. i think the i'm not saying that she can't maybe they'll do something great with her in the future um and you know there's i mean she goes toe-to-toe with captain america or i'm now saying she but uh taskmaster goes toe-to-toe with captain america i'm not saying she will i'm just saying the portrayal of the way it occurred in this movie was rough uh so you don't like that she's a uh like a minion like she was being controlled. You want her to be more de- independent and should be more badass. Not, I felt like she wasn't badass enough. Like it didn't matter if it was like a female or not. By the way, so it, it it's it's the fact that you know she right. just wasn't able to like she wasn't scary to me. You know, or was it you know over the top killer? And um, it's just uh, it was it wasn't just wasn't there for me but i i get it i mean to me that the storyline followed black widow and her sister and the family that to me was a story not taskmaster being yeah. the, the villain so for sure but yeah that's the only part for sure yeah okay um so uh what do you think about the end post credit scene um she's given a hit and it's hawkeye yeah, I there's gonna be a TV show, right? And um, I mean, it's I is it the first time? Is this the first time a movie like leads into a TV series coming out? Like, is that the first time for that? I mean, because it was really um, I had. Ru- I mean, all the 
all the Marvel series have kind of been that, if you think about it. But this is just another continuation of that, I guess. I guess uh, my thing, I guess, on what I'm saying is, is it this is actually planned? You know, they use this movie to kind of put into this TV series coming out. Um, I I thought it was a little bit weird. Um, you got to see um, now I can't remember her name, but she was in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Julia. Lois Dreyfus. Yep, and it sounds like to me she's putting together the Dark Avengers, which is an alternate Ooh. Avengers, um, obviously, and you get to see, like, different versions of, like, Captain America, which would be the U.S. agent, different versions of Black Widow. Um, they might be trying to go after Hawkeye because his daughter can be Hawkeye, you know, um, different mm. versions of, of everybody, so... I think that's kind of what it led me to, but uh, that makes sense. yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, I'm. It was, it was just kind of. I mean, it's never ending. I guess with Marvel, they can go forever, so I'm happy about that. That's all I care about. Yeah, hopefully they do. Yeah. Okay, so a Dark Avengers is cool. I'm I'm about that because I I saw a YouTube video that said that it's going to be uh, revealing a new team in the post credits and it didn't so that makes sense if that's like the start of the new team yeah my dark the u.s agent is the start of the new team if you think about it yeah yeah uh my dark avengers book the first appearance of dark avengers is actually was the and the leader of it was um norman osborne he becomes the iron patriot and um that book actually, oh, sick. yeah that book actually skyrocketed a little bit too i gotta look for it but um it's kind of a yeah. it's kind of good thing. I'm into that. Yeah, it follows the siege storyline. You've heard me talk about this before. The siege storyline, uh, where uh, Ares gets messed up by Sentry, you know, killed, and Iron Patriot knocks down, basically brings Thor to Earth, you know, uh, or um, as the Asgardian, you know, realm to the planet earth which we already saw it fall so i have a feeling they might be following the storyline a little bit too which makes me very happy because we're gonna see hercules so right siege is... yeah they're still having cast oh. we're trying to promote our boy gabrus john gabrus to get, so, that, get that role i have a feeling they might be kind of pulling from this storyline and it's one of my favorite storylines maybe we should do a s- episode on it we're bouncing on our shoulders together. That means we're going to do it. Yeah. All right. So how long is the siege? Is it like a, a... So it's obviously what we call like a blockbuster uh, a story arc that's done during the summer. It's a couple books that are mixed in. But it, the main storyline is six books. Um, it's drawn by Oliver Coppell, which is an amazing artist. Um, and if I remember right, uh, let me actually double check that. Brian Michael Bendis writes that. And he's the guy oh, who created um, uh, Miles Morales and the Ultimate Spider-Man. So let's go. Um, hopefully yeah, let's that, that can be let's what we book. get to see in the movies. Miles Morales. I'm, let's do that book. I really want to see him. Yeah, as long as it's not fucking Jaden Smith. Um, um, all right, probably so not. what would you give Black Widow? Ooh, Black Widow. I'm going to give Black Widow uh, an 8.9. Wow. Okay. 8.9. Yeah, I mean, the Taskmaster aside, I enjoyed Scarlett Johansson's performance. She really kicked butt in this movie. Like, I really would love her to come back. I mean, I it's really starting to kill my early 20s and or I'm sorry, my late 20s and my early 30s 
losing all these movie stars and the MCU. Yeah. So it's hard to watch them go. Yeah, but um, I love David Harbour. I'm excited for season four of Stranger Things because he's on there. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, and he's in the Russia. He is in Russia. There, I guess you get to see more of his origin story. Um, obviously, Florence Poe po has been on other stuff, but I think this is going to take her career to another level. Uh, and I'm here for it. Yeah. And 100%. she's a great singer, by the way. Look her up, her YouTube videos and singing. It's pretty cool. And she's English, so of course she's got that like extra. She's she's, she's a goddess. Yep, she's a goddess. All right, well I gave it an eight point five. Oh, nice. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun action movie. The Taskmaster yeah. I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I get what you're saying though from the storyline and the comics. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just really wanted that red room. I really wanted uh, um, like almost like a drive feel to it. You know, like a just like a weird yeah. synthy red colors, dark. We thought we were going to get that. I think this is why. We thought we were going to get it. I know. So that's what I was hoping for. So that gives us a 8.7 overall. Um, Let's see what Rotten Tomatoes gave it. Have you already looked it up? I have not. I was looking at I had Loki all set up. Uh, Ooh. Rotten Tomatoes gave an 81. Okay. Okay. So that might be the lowest Marvel movie we've seen. Uh no, especially after the first couple of weeks. Um, like, at, well, Hulk, Hulk's below that, but uh, Captain Marvel's at sixty nine or something like that. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. It was hot when it came out, though. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, this might drop further if it. I don't know why people. Down. I mean, the the movie was great. I think the only thing that can hold me up on this was the fact that it was it's so late, um, and it's a prequel. Um. Yeah, it gave it. Uh, so yeah, so Rotten Tomato critics gave it an eighty-one, and the audience score is a ninety-two. So the critics were more critical. Um, if we have a encapsulating consensus, it says Black Widow's deeper themes are drowned out in all the action, but it remains a solidly entertaining standalone adventure that's rounded out by a stellar supporting cast. Um, so they feel like it's just an action, action popcorn. But that's what it was, and it was well done. It was well executed and great. That's great acting the was... purpose of it, I think. So yeah. I don't think there was so no hitting they're... agenda. There was no trying to reach a wider audience, unless the, the red room stuff was part of that. The red room might be, but yeah. for the it didn't feel like it. So I mean, the uh, helicopter scene was one of the best scenes I've seen in a long time. Uh, With the avalanche, yeah, and David Harbor just cool. literally just struggling the whole freaking time. Um, the Red Guardian. Yeah. So I think that was really great. And yeah, I mean, again, the Taskmaster was a really low point for me, but other than that, it was great. Right on. Well, uh, we're going to go into Loki uh, with TK, Thomas Kellogg. Uh, but before we do that, we'll take a quick commercial break. And we're back, and we have fan favorite and my personal best friend, I'm pretty sure, uh, TK Ukulele. Thomas Kellogg, how you doing, man? Good to see you. I'm doing great. I'm doing great, fam. How are you guys? Dude, so good. So good to have you back on the mic, bro. It's been too long. You, it's uh, been, yeah, it is. It's... You've been busy, man, following you on IG. You've been doing a lot. You've been doing a lot of cool shit, it sounds like. What have you been up to? I've been doing a lot of filming, like less TK Ukulele stuff. Uh, I mean, I did put out a towel 
That was like a big thing that was going on. I put out a Hell Jake Eagle yeah, towel. I got one. Um, My brother got one. For real? Take pictures yeah, with it, man. I'll po- I'll repost that shit. Fuck yeah. He said he, he went to the bathroom and forgot he had it and it was hanging over his shower and he thought there was somebody like in his shower. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> it's just your naked That's ass. That's so cool. <laughs> that is so cool. There's like, I think like 10 people bought towels, but it's so cool that they're just out there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I got my towels. I've been doing a lot of uh, filming, like DP work and writing. I wrote a movie. I wrote a movie with the dumb bitch of the internet. You guys know who those are? Yeah, we yeah. Do, we yeah. listen to their music. You, pl- you play their stuff. So you, you wrote a movie. What's it What's it called? What's it about? It's called the Dumb Bitch Movie. <laughs> might We might change it to... <laughs> we might we might have the to change it, but... The internet movie? <laughs> right, now it's, right, right now, it's called Dumb and Dumber Bitches. So... Um, <laughs> what's it and about? It's really good it's a road movie about the guys and they're uh trying to get their music back and trying to save a dog at the same time it's a nice it's a beautiful story it's a little harold and kumar meets fucking dumb and dumber meets all that shit you know it's, it's that kind of movie meets keanu i fucking meets, love that that's meets that's uh meets keanu meets gummo the, meets the, gummo the dynamic duo you guys ever seen the movie gummo gummo no mm-hmm. Harmony Corrin, it's... You guys ever seen the movie Hoop Dreams? <laughs> I don't think so. Is that... No, I'm it's thinking of Basketball It's a It's the most real movie. I'm looking it up you'll now. You'll ever see. Gummo. It, it, it's a lot... It's going to have Gummo vibes. I know that. It's just going to be weird. This weird universe. Okay. Are you going to use some kind of I'm like... super ex- Tinted filters when you record like different colors and stuff to make it... Add to the flavor? I, I want to use like some actual old cameras. Like actual fucking... If I could, you know, but yeah, I guess we'll vintage. fudge it if we have to. Yeah, go vintage. Know. Like actually, like let let the people taste the taste it. You know, look, Gummo baby, Harmony Corrin. He's all so. He's, is that he's fucked up? Is that the movie your assistant directing on as well? You said you're doing. You got an AD. No, no, that's uh, I'm assistant directing on a uh, fucking what's it called a horror film. A new Czech brother film. Yeah. New check. Yeah, so Kyle? Kyle's producing it. Kyle's producing it. His brother's directing it, and I'm assistant directing. And I'm fucking super stoked. I've been producing too with him, like on the side. Yeah. But like, it's it's been fun. It's 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 really cool producing an AD and something that's like a uh, a narrative. Like it's really nice to do that. Right. Yeah. And for those out there that don't know, Kyle Newcheck's uh, Kyle from or Carl from Workaholics, who is good buddies with TK. So that's fucking exciting. So what's what's the responsibilities of an AD? Like, what do you do on the set? It's kind of like you do everything that is not creative to allow <laughs> the person to allow the director to be creative. You know what I'm saying? Like, kind of yeah. You dot all the dot all the I's and cross all the T's, and. Sure kind of run the run the ship you know like make sure people are in places so like people are in places people have makeup on people got the lighting's going good like you're i'm talking to all the departments while he's focusing on one department at a time you know yeah i I like to consider it like a fucking general you know i like it i'd I'd fall in line you know i'd fall in line if you got got me going there so what how long you been filming for what's the timeline on this like what do we have a a story Uh, oh we start filming um I mean it's just a it's a it's a horror film in the woods. I'll say that much. 
horror okay. film in it's the pretty woods. Pretty cool. It's a low budget horror film in the woods, and I'm excited about the low budget if that makes sense. Oh yeah. There's like a bunch of no no name actors, which I love even more because it's like there's really like this vibe of uh, camaraderie, and it feels like everybody is like there's a buzz, you know? Yeah. Just it's really cool. Yeah, it's like Sam Raimi and Evil Dead, kind of like that's how. Yeah. 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 No budget. They made up their own camera rolls, you know. Yes. Yeah. It's going to have that freedom. Like, it's not going to have that big old price tag next to it that you don't take chances. I like right. that. We did this thing we did this thing called photo boarding. So instead of, you guys know about storyboards for films, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, we did this thing called photo boardings that Kyle learned about from Brandon Dermer. Brandon Dermer is like a music film director, music, music video director. And he just directed Kyle's last low-budget film. And what he does is he shoots the whole movie with pictures <clears throat> beforehand. Like him and his girlfriend or whoever, him and whoever is around, they'll shoot all the shots. And so instead of like – so like if people are talking, like this guy's talking to this guy, like they'll shoot it in the spot if they can. And then instead of having their storyboards drawn, they're just looking at these pictures. So it's easy to walk into the exact place that they did the photo board for. And I just thought it was so – so ingenious, and I don't know how how we ever go back to storyboards unless you're doing like VFX shit, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. So you you basically you shoot it twice. You shoot it with with camera, and then you shoot it with the recording. Is that or yeah? Or is it like stand-ins? I mean, for well, the you, it, it stand-ins for the photos, and it's gotcha. like not lit right. It's like done quickly. Like the only thing that is is the blocking. Like you're kind mm-hmm. of getting out the block and getting out the angles you want and you're getting it you're seeing how you want to live in the space that you're in, maybe even figure out the angles. And then, you know, and it, we did all this in like a day and a half. Like it was okay. so it it was so smart. Like I can't wait to see this book that we got and it's just like, Okay, what's next? Cross that off, cross that off, cross that off. It's just it's so efficient. I love it. I love it. That's pretty cool. Hell yeah. Well, Gonna be stoked to have that, uh, have you back on to talk about it when it comes out, so we can watch it. That's gonna be fucking fun. Yeah, <clears throat> that'd yeah. be dope. Um, right on, man. I'd love to be an extra. That's kind of like my dream. I'm I'm short, so I can't be like a main actor, but I can definitely be an extra. Um, uh, we'll make all the short. other actors look taller. Well, that's probably yeah. true. But I was thinking, cause I I'd be like I'd be a great extra in like Star Wars, cause you throw me like an Ewok suit or something, or like you know. How tall are you? Um, How tall? I'm are only you? five two, almost five three. Five two. Damn, yeah. bro. Yeah. Nice. Little, little, I, whenever we go places like Comic Cons, I just put him in my front pocket. Nah, so I, yeah, I don't like standing next to Jordan, cause Jordan's six three. Are you six three, Jordan? I'm six three. Yeah. yeah. This is crazy, man. Because I thought you guys were the exact same height. I got some. Y'all got some like this is Lord of the Rings shit. We're like you know get, we got that forced perspective shit going. It's all blocking. Yeah. He, Jr. sits on a booster seat when he records, and I lower my my chair. So we're all at the same height. <laughs> yeah, I have a. I do. I do have a big, like. Presence, so I get that sometimes too, though. I swear you were about to say cocked. a big dick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was. We, I do, we all thought so that we you were about to have that. I am uh, You had that long dramatic pause, and you wanted us to put that in our it's brain. For the effect. world thought it was coming. It's for effect. It's for... I have to pause because oh, well. I, I have to make it up somewhere. Just that long pause. <laughs> yeah, he's five two, That's but he cool. weighs two hundred and fifty pounds. Just like Wolverine. Yeah, cock. yeah, <laughs> yeah. He has a very long, very very long. Uh, dramatic pause. pause. <laughs> Long pause. 
Right on, man. Well, super stoked to have you on. And super stoked you're doing so many cool yes. things out in the field. That's that's fucking exciting, man. And can love talking to you about it. But today we are also going to talk about Loki because you've watched Loki now, and it's all out there. I watched Loki. Yeah. And I, from what I gather, I, you're pretty Loki. excited about it. Uh, okay, so, I mean, I know what they were trying to do, at least at the beginning. It was like, okay, we're going to do a true detective type vibe. You know, it felt like it. felt like buddy, that's buddy what we were cop. dropping into. Buddy, yeah. buddy, cop. And I was I was all for it. Like, the first episode, I'm like, this is dope. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what. The, I mean, I'm going to fast forward to the end. It's like, so this whole thing was to set up the, you know, the madness, whatever, multiverse of madness. That's what this whole thing was for. Yeah. You could tell that that's that's what this was for, episode four. Like they're just setting up a movie. That's all they're doing, <laughs> setting up a setting up a new bad guy. Setting up like I knew that's the only reason this Loki thing was, and I was I kind of felt bad, you know, because I, I don't know how much Loki changed, like especially compared to Wanda, when I if they knocked it out the park with Wanda Vision, like mm-hmm. that shit was gorgeous. It was beautiful. It was well acted. It was. It was, it wasn't corny. Even though there were so many moments that could be corny, uh, Loki kind of got corny for me a little bit. Okay, interesting take. So just you kind of lost steam towards the end. Bit. I lost a little bit of steam. I mean, I like the. I felt like they could have delved deeper into the. Uh, existentialism is of it, you know, especially because like, we're talking about. Different pathways you could take, you know, like different versions of yourself different all this i i felt like they could have done more with that instead of just kind of making it like a joke like like there's a kid version of him there's an older version of him there's all this there's an alligator alligator version of him (laughs) there's a big old black dude version of him it's like let's just get different looking versions of him i mean uh there's a female version of him it's like what does he take away from each one of these you know like the younger version of him i feel like they just threw him away and he just left like, they didn't what's talk the about younger how he killed version? Thor. He fucking killed Thor, and I wanted to hear how. They just threw that. O- they threw that shit away. Yeah. Like, cause it's a cool line. Oh, I killed Thor, and then it's like, oh, this gravitas, and this motherfucker just leaves. He's not even there for like the big fight. It's just the old dude, who I thought did a great job. Dude. But like, yeah. What a missed moments. I can't remember his name, Richard something. Yeah. That Richard was, Kimball. That was cool. His fucking. I really liked the I thought that was a really cool beast. That smoke monster that was just devouring everything. But that was pretty cool. I, I like that too. Very much Lost style. Like, the whole thing, Loki was like, it felt like Lost. Like, the next episode, you're going to find out this new mystery. That's not new mystery. New mystery. I did. Mystery. I was actually thinking that too. I got Lost vibes, like the smoke monster, obviously, but also, like, they're kind of misplaced and they don't know where they're at or what's real. And, like, yes. It's very, got a lot of Lost vibes. And, all, and it also kind of meets, like, Doctor Who with all, like, the transportation yes! to different dimensions the door even like is the telephone booth or whatever so yeah i think it pulled from a lot of those shows which um yeah i don't know i, I i'll go in my piece and jr you can give yours after that but i thought it was i thought it was really good and i knew i knew going into it what it was going to be it was going to be a six episode setup for the phase four and i kind of thought it was gonna be really witty and fun i was excited to see tom hiddleston and, and owen wilson kind of tear paired together and when they were on screen they were magnetic i, I thought that they were they did loved a freaking it great job owen wilson's just the best and i did think tom hiddleston got a little cheesy i mean 
I, I don't know if he's ever done more hair flips in his life. With <laughs> and like dramatic stands and like it was so intense. And like I also didn't really buy the relationship between him and the um, Sylvie. I mean, I, I I bought it, but I don't I don't buy Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston's Loki just changing his heart that much, that dramatically, to where he's like a good guy all of a yeah. sudden. Yeah, especially then, since he's fucking himself. Like he's yeah. kissed himself, right? See, and if the, and if he did that, like if they like focus on the vain side of that, to where he's only in love with himself because that's how vain he is. Like that would have been funny, and I would have bought into that more. But the fact that he didn't even really acknowledge that, I thought was kind of like a missed opportunity. Um, like half thought. I, it was a bunch of half thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, and and I I did really enjoy uh, what's his name Jonathan Majors, um, who plays the he who remains. I did. I yeah. thought he fucking killed it. I did not love the finale because I thought the ending was just kind of like meh, um, but it was so interesting. And I thought that to have a, a guy talking in a, in a scene and basically laying out the entire plot for like forty minutes and have it be in like enticing and exciting. I thought he did such a good job of that. I'm excited to have a charismatic, self-aware ultra villain, which I think is what he's going to become eventually in this phase four. Like instead of just like the ominous Thanos, it's going to be somebody who you actually kind of side with and you kind of, you hear him like you want to see him. He's excited about what he's doing. I think that's kind of exciting. Um, But oh no, I thought it was pretty well executed. I, I get what you're saying though. It's, it's just a step. It's not an actual on its own. It's not a standalone, like great series. It's just like a step to the next next message yeah what do you think jr you know i i enjoyed the movie i mean um you do know that he plays well it's a show so sorry show i do like the show sorry (laughs) um jonathan mayors you know he he becomes kang right i mean that's and yeah and then the council of kangs and that can lead they just never called him kang he he said i know they just showed this yeah they statue i mean there's so many things that are involved with that, I think um, that was pretty cool. Um, I did like... Look at that poor. You know, look at that. Um, I like the last three better than the first three. Um, and, I mean... Really? Yeah. You liked it? You liked the the second half more? I thought... Yeah, I liked the second I half more. I, there's just so more... There was more comic book references in the second half than the first half, you know? Such as, can you inform us? Because me and TK sure. are the most comic book. Um, no, I no. mean, just all the Lokis alone. Those are different versions from different storylines. I mean, the kid Loki is from when uh, we talked about this a little bit, where he uh, he dies in the siege and he comes back as a kid. Um, yeah. And then he becomes a teenager in a, a storyline. Um, and then you see the old Loki, you know, the the grumpy with the the cape and the. Um, just seeing those, I mean, it remind, reminded me of the Loki uh, where it's Thor versus Hulk and where Loki basically mind melts Hulk and takes over his body to fight Thor um, and actually sends Thor to hell. So maybe that's what he was referencing to to kill Thor, um, Wow. Uh, which is uh, there's all kinds of things like that. Um, the Kang thing has always been really interesting because he's like a, a celestial being um, and he can there's. Uh, there's the Avengers storyline where he's like in the mix a little bit. Do you guys know who the Watcher is? Yeah, oh, yeah. you're gonna see the what if it's stuff, right? Big old head. Yeah, yeah, and you're, yeah. you see the what if animated story coming on. Well, the Kang basically does what the Watcher doesn't, which is interfere. The Watcher is not supposed to interfere. He's supposed to just kind of pay, you know, kind of see what's going on. Even though every once in a while he does, 
but Kang is like, I need to control everything. And that's why he's like the ultimate villain because he can kind of manipulate even Thanos at times because he does, oh, I don't like that storyline. Let me fix it. Or I don't like how that works. So um, I know they're going to make a season two, right? At the end of that, they stamp season two's coming. Um, yeah. So, I mean, is it... In- so is that going to be after after the movies probably, I guess? Possibly. Well... Yeah, Kang is is only credited so far, to my knowledge, in uh, uh, Jonathan Majors is in gonna is gonna be in Ant Man and Wasp, uh, Quantumanium, but that's not coming out till twenty twenty three, so I have a hard time imagining he's not gonna make his appearance in any movie for two more years. Um, after that big reveal, I feel like he's gonna have to pop up. Spider Man's at the end there. of this year, right? And that has a multiverse yeah. element with uh, Doctor Strange, and Doctor Strange and right. and Wanda Vision on um, Wanda is. Is that this year or next year? Uh, next year. The Multiverse of Madness. So yeah, it's next year. We're gonna I see think it. Spider-Man's the big one this year. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about the multiverse. Uh, multiverse. There's a lot of different storylines. I mean, Miles Morales comes from a different. Miles Morales Spider-Man comes from a different universe. You know, so well, yeah. I mean, they they did Spider-Verse already, so we got a feel for that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Kind of and I dug that. That yeah. was perfect. So I'd love to see a yeah. movie version of Miles. Yeah. So yeah, is it like it's, it's so they're not it's different worlds. It's not like they're not winking at the audience like this is a movie. This is a movie. It's like we're legitimately in different storylines. It could be. I mean, I I think right now, I mean, that Loki was a different story, different time. I mean, he was in a different it, he came out of but I I read an article about how did this story Loki cancel what happened with Thanos and I don't think so. I think it's just it's just another portion of you know of life like in another timeline another universe oh so iron man might still be alive in this whatever could be iron man uh i know black i know scarlett johansson said she's not gonna do black widow again but i've heard there's there's some captain america stuff coming so i mean we could be seeing Let's say they're gone for five or six years, and then all of a sudden you start seeing the first cast come back around. You know, do some. Well, I'm sure they'll thing. make cameos, but they're, they're they're all pretty tired of doing it. I imagine. Yeah, I mean, maybe like a that's, movie that's a, here or there. Yeah, yeah, that's a decade, so, man. That's crazy. Yeah, and they made their they made their money. I'm sure. So can we? Can, I just want to revisit Kang a little bit because I was surprised by his portrayal, um, and kind of confused a little bit. Like he's a from what I understand, he's a nexus being, and to my knowledge, that's basically with all timelines, some characters are there, some aren't. But with nexus beings, they are literally in every single timeline. Like they're they're in every one, so they're the, like the most prominent characters in these timelines, and he's one of them. But you're saying he's celestial and he's on the level of the Watcher. Now in the show, he portrayed himself like he was just a variant human being, flesh and blood, mm-hmm. that figured out technology. That early figured on, shit out. And yeah, so like, is that? an accurate portrayal of one of the Kangs or is it, am I just, is he actually more powerful and he was just misleading the Lokis and he's, he's not just flesh and blood. I've seen Kang in the comic powerful. books, like interact with Galactus. Like that's how strong Kang, been. like he's been. Manip- and if he's going to be a big baddie, he has to be super powerful. Yeah. I'm just like, so like, was that just the variant side of him? That was the, I've never read anything with him being like a person. And then, finding out and him being so smart he figures out there's a multiverse and then how to jump from jump i've never read that about him but maybe that's a an origin story a version of his origin story 
you know, where he comes, because Kang is some kind of a being. He's, you know, humanoid. You know, he's not like just some crazy. Is, is he blue? He's got, tripping? he's got like a blue mask on. Yeah. With a helmet. Okay. Yeah. So. It's a mask though? I think it's. It's not a skin? I think it's a mask. I've never, I've seen him, ha uh, like, I've seen it like in his hand before, but I mean, who knows with comics, there's so much, but yeah, I, th I think yeah. maybe this might be a movie version. I've never looked too deep into Kang other than that it's that he's been a, a piece of crap and manipulated you know what his, do you know what his powers are like what it, it's I've never actually seen him like I'm trying to think of like a battle scene I've never actually seen him in a battle I think I've only seen him manipulate things um, I've seen him be really great with technology and understand it and make things like ships and stuff like that but um, like an actual battle scene I can't think of anything that i've read that he is i'm pretty sure he has something but he's how, did, how does right, he here's manipulate his powers it? here's his power list he's a he's a time traveler yep um, that which one i in, do and from i listen i listen to a podcast and apparently he's uh he's from the future and he said he's theorized to either be the the offspring of uh mr fantastic or dr doom yeah so he's like so a person so yeah he but a person, he's yeah. He, and he uses dr doom's uh time travel to to like his time travel machine or whatever is what I've heard. So he has time travel. He has genius level intellect, skilled tactician, hand to hand combat, resistant to radiation, access to advanced technology, highly advanced battle armor that grants enhanced strength, energy, hologram, force field projection, 30 day supply of air and food. So his, his armor. So it sounds like he's just basically, he's got equipment. He's not actually, and he's yeah, really he, smart. So he's like almost like a Batman. He's like a puppet yeah. master kind of guy. A will, a will sapping ray gun called Rama Tut. You're, the fuck? you're digging yeah. into like the comics of like the 70s and <laughs> the ones. Yeah, because he went, I know he went back into the BC times and he was a, like an emperor of Pharaoh and the Fantastic Four had to like follow him and kill him or something. But um, so the fact that he's an offspring of either Reed Richards or Dr. Doom, that means the Fantastic Four have to be coming on the map. Theorize. Soon, yes, he does. Right? They do find him. They do fight him a lot. I mean, I. What I've read is he's been he's out in space. I mean, he's dealing with celestial beings, you know what I mean? Like Galactus and he's manipulating things to his favor. But he's small. He's he's like human size though, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like a regular yeah, dude. So he must just have he has crazy battle armor, a time time traveling machine and a ray gun. <laughs> and he's just out there just wrecking shit. That's actually kind of impressive. Uh if he's able to do that yeah. shit with just being human. It just doesn't like it's a job. <laughs> yeah that's so true it's like all right time to clock in that's yeah he's just like he got a lunch pail and everything just ready <laughs> right on all right so tk you were you were a little underwhelmed uh what, what would you give it on a scale of one to ten the series six a six i'm giving all it right. a six i and i was excited with i was excited for every episode like i did watch it on wednesday when it came out, like I tried to stay up. Oh, nice! After I put my kids to sleep, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna dig into this." And every single episode, I was like, "All right, I mean, yeah, that was cool. I, I liked Owen Wilson. I guess I didn't like Tom Hiddleston that much. I, he didn't add anything to the character. Like, I you got to unravel stuff with Wanda, and even in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, you may not have unraveled it, but you at least got to like." The friendship you got to like see that grow with this one it was 
it was just watching Loki in a different place. You know, that's what it kind of felt like. Yeah. I liked I liked his character more so before he met Sylvie. When he met Sylvie, he got kind of soft. And again, I feel like they missed the opportunity to make that a vain thing and just actually a love story. Like who gives a fuck? So I don't yeah. disagree with you there. I did give it a nine though. Um, personally, I thought it was for what it was trying to execute. I thought I did it really well. And I thought I'm just really excited for Kang's character. I'm hoping that like the dark side of that charisma, I'm excited to see it because he was very positive and like likable, but you could tell he has another side, obviously. And I'm really excited to see that. Um, but I would give it a 10 if I, I thought the finale was kind of eh, and the Tom Hiddleston hair flips. I got a little tired of just a <sighs> Yeah, daggers. Um, Jr., what'd you give it, man? That's funny. You gave it a better score than I would. I mean, I was gonna give it like an eight, eight, eight point five. So eight point two is what I'm gonna give it. Eight point two. Yeah. Um, okay. I did one thing. I do think that was weird was him kissing himself. I mean, he making out with Sylvie was kind of weird to me. I mean, um, and there was. I, you know the more the more articles I read, it sounded like the director really had had some agendas too as well, which was really weird to me. Um, you know, the LBG like key, yeah, LGB, yeah, and any he's t- the first oh. hero or whatever to be, yeah. to be trans, yeah, he's not or he likes binary, binary, like. yeah. So I mean that kind of really kind of threw me off. I mean that's great stuff. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying we've struggled in the past with things that have had an agenda instead of making it for the arts and you know making did you but this wasn't that fr- that promise it like, wasn't but the, so which is why i didn't understand he's non-binary because he kissed himself because he is that what we're saying he's fluid he can loki can become a girl and a guy and and um when loki com- but we can't but like if i was in this world because i'm not non-binary i can only turn into a man no, uh, Loki is is like a master of like uh, disguise as well, and so when he comes back to life, he can he come. There's a part just like Thor actually turns like the gods, Norse gods. You know, they change into women, and so they were using that as a um, a reference to him being uh, fluid, uh, a guy, who, the girl. Plus, he also said he liked men in the, you know, he's dabbled in both basically. He did say that in the show. He did say that. Yeah, so. But- um, and again, I, that's I, cool. I, I think if that's great, but anytime you, you got the director talking about it, then it becomes part of the story. So, I mean, I don't know why she brought it up and she's not even going to be a part of season two. Um, she's not, no. So oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. I liked her character. I thought her character was badass. Oh, Sylvie's going to be a part of her. I don't know about Sylvie. I mean, the director, uh, the, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was like, Sylvie's not going to be in it. That doesn't make sense. Okay, cool. Um, Right on. So that gives us a 7.7. 7. Uh, if you look at Rotten Tomatoes score. It was pretty high. The critics gave it a 92. Yeah. And the Damn, audience critics. gave it an 87. You can't really go that so. wrong. Damn. It's Marvel. I mean, can you? when's the last time you saw a really low Marvel Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, an 83 is like as low as it goes. Yeah, I think Marvel, Captain but. Marvel was probably still up there. Let me look at them. Just do it for some comparisons. Uh, and Captain Marvel was like known as the worst one or something. Yeah. Us. Uh, yeah, I mean, wasn't Iron much. Man like three pretty bad? Didn't they people not like that? It, if you, it didn't get very good reviews, but honestly, I hated it at first, and I went and rewatched it, and I actually like it better than Iron Man two now. So, it's it, quite uh, enjoyable. It's, it's, I I loved it when I first saw it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I didn't. I yeah. thought it was kind of like, what the fuck's happening? This isn't even the real Mandarin. Yada yada. And then yeah, the uh, 
the comedy got me on the second time around. It was actually really fucking funny. Plus, you so get to see I all the, uh, the Mark, uh, <clears throat> the, all the suits, you know, MK48. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's really hard to not like. I mean, a Marvel stuff these days, Disney's put so much money into it. They do such a yeah. good job. Yeah. They they don't fucking miss on casting. I will say that. They just don't miss. Like they continue they don't. to cast the right people for the right roles. I mean, like what Jonathan about Majors? Jonathan Majors, I mean, he's fucking amazing in uh what was that show? Uh Lovecraft Country? H H yeah, Lovecraft shit. Uh yeah. He was great. Um, I haven't watched it. What about Captain Marvel? They didn't do you think do you think Brie Larson? I thought was Brie the Larson best was a miscast. Captain? I thought Brie Larson. <laughs> that is a miscast. <laughs> Although I love her, I love her. She's a great actress. Room, oh, she's she was great amazing. Actress. She's gorgeous. Um, she just has this weird little cockiness. Wasn't she on Twenty One Jump Street, she the does. second one or the first one? That's where I liked her. She was on the second Twenty One Jump Street. Gotcha. I'm pretty sure. I mean, she's beautiful. She's very pretty. She's very pretty, mm-hmm. but she's. They have this. Do you ever guys ever watch Charisma on Command? <laughs> no. <laughs> there's this. There's this internet thing called Charisma on Command. It helps you like become a cooler guy. Oh, really? like, <laughs> it, it teaches you how to be more charismatic. And they did this whole episode about like how not to be in like a social situation. And it was they were just taking clips of her. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. It's so sad. Like it's really bad. And I, I also watched Charisma on Command. Yeah, I'll have to check that out too. So you're, so you, is that why you're getting so charismatic all of a sudden? Like I can feel the energy over here from Bro, the screen. I mean, you want to talk about it? Like I watched Charisma on Command, but before Charisma on Command was out, I used to watch like uh, footage of gorillas walking around. <laughs> and I used Fuck. to try to like be like them. I used to be a bouncer. What? <laughs> so before you to every day gorillas? before. <laughs> every day before I went, every day before I went to work as a bouncer because I was terrified. You know, I got divorced and I was like, okay, now, now I'm gonna be a bouncer. I'm like, let's see what we could do. I was terrified. I would watch video of gorillas just walking around the jungle and just be like, okay, everybody's gonna I'm gonna park the ways. I, okay, scrap do. the beginning of this episode. This is the new episode we're starting here. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Like, so yeah, I, I would do that, and I would to go you? to the beach. Um, no, I think I just, I think I don't think so. I used just, to do that, and I used to, be king to of the jungle? go to the beach. Yeah, I used to do that and go to the beach and just run into waves. Just be like, just hold my ground. I'm like, I'm not gonna move, and I would dig my feet into the sand and just be like, just goosh, <laughs> goosh. <laughs> like Happy Gilmore in the batting cage. <laughs> exactly like okay. Happy Gilmore. I love it. <laughs> I've actually done That's that before. I've tried to, to like not let a wave take me back, but I've never watched gorillas on YouTube and tried to imitate their swagger. That's amazing. I'm so happy. You know, just like that. I'm not. I'm gonna walk through this room. I'm gonna walk in the Do very center like of the room. That? Yeah, they kind of just like boom. Because you got the big one on. Did you drag? Did you drag your knuckles on the ground too? Like, yeah, I just you... got hella. <laughs> I get low. <laughs> I wouldn't fuck with you if you were a bouncer. I mean, if someone's if someone's like going this low, <laughs> just like looking at you, that's pretty scary. Dude, I'd be terrified for you and of you. So, uh, yeah, I love that. Oh fuck. Um, well, before we let you go, man, did you have any uh, TK ukulele jams you wanted to throw our way? Do you have anything for the audience or? Um, hold up. All right. It's kind of tradition at this point. Mm-hmm. 
Dude, he's got the Yukon deck. Of course he does. Yeah. Of course he has yeah, the Yeah, baby. Let's go. I mean, it might not be in tune, but we'll see what's up. <laughs> Damn, bro, you're so busy on the on the sets. You're not even tuning your uke anymore, huh? You're big leagues now. I'm, I'm, you guys, I'm, I lost it. I lost it all. I was trying to make <laughs> make this uke thing pop, but it was like, it's just not popping yet. It will though. Absolutely. Okay, well, <laughs> Here we go. This, this one's for, uh, this one's for Loki, because this is one of his like things. Oh hell yeah. Little suffer, little one, made my heart come all undone. Do you love me? Do you suffer, suffer, girl? Right. Yeah. Surfer girl, love it. Beach boys. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. We love awesome, ending man. our show. Are you guys going Are you guys about to talk about uh fucking Black Widow? My main bitch, my main squeeze, my girl? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Um, she she pregnant now absolutely. and Colin Jost. You guys want to talk about Colin Jost really quick? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got beef with Colin. I forgot about this. this I mean, how hair. the fuck forehead. How the fuck did that happen? How does that happen? Still on that, huh? How did he's got how did he get Scarlett Johansson? I don't know. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. He's a he's a head comedy writer. Is he the top? Hold up, hold up. Is he the is he in the top ten of Weekend Update host? Is he in the top ten? And I think there's only been ten. No. Is there? Is he in the? (laughs) You know what Um, I'm saying? Like Bill Hader was one of the best, uh, and then. I like him better than was it Colin Quinn? Was that his name? Colin Quinn had yeah. Colin Quinn was. Funny. I'll take Colin. I Quinn like Colin over him. Quinn. He was Eric. I like Joe's because he's so goddamn white and like proper that Michael Shea and him like the dynamic is perfect. But on his okay, own, the dynamic. No, not sure. I will tell you, I saw him. Yeah. That's what I'm talking. Did about. you watch Tom and Jerry? Jeez. He was Start. awful in that. Oh no, Who? I didn't see Tom and Jerry. Uh, he's in Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. He's in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. <laughs> he's marrying an Indian lady. Uh, lady and like that lady's like that lady was super hot and i'm like i don't believe that at all <laughs> what Damn. yeah i see whatever what, what's what happened is it well yeah does he know. have a is he have a long mate is he does he have a, a dramatic does he have a huge pause he probably does probably does huge, i don't know man but hefty pause i didn't i didn't i forgot Scarlett Johansson was like as pretty as she was until she, like I was scrolling through Instagram and they did this. She was like wearing these black leather pants and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what we fell in love with. Mm-hmm. That's that lost in translation yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. That's that booty we all oh, that America oh, fell in God. love with. Yeah, don't, don't that's how she was introduced to the world. Magic was her just laying on a bed in panties? That's true. I know she was like a kid in other things. Yeah, when she, she was a kid in the that, movie called Just Cause, so that was kind of hard. <laughs> Yeah, but like I'm saying, like as a woman, role. as a sex symbol, it's like you could have that if that was your thing for her, Jr. That's cool. But like, um, <laughs> as a sex symbol, her her coming out party was thing. lost in translation. It's not my thing. I will. Yeah. I will. Say, you know. You know, Bill. You know, Bill Murray hit that. You know. He did. All I can say is I. I hope so. I, yeah, me too. I all 100%. I can say is that I wish uh, her and Chris Evans because they're best friends and they get along and they laugh and he is pretty 
for almost, almost too pretty for a lot of that ladies. That would make more sense. But that would probably that would make the, a lot more sense. A lot more sense. Um, it would. But he's dating Lily James, yeah. too. So, I mean, he's – he's uh, that guy's – Who's Lily James? Cinderella. Yeah, I don't know she was in that movie, Cinderella. Oh, she's beautiful. Yeah, so I think um, – yeah, I mean that's that's more equal. Okay. Yeah, it's tough, man. He's doing okay. He's doing okay. Yeah, he's a, he's a. If you look on screen, okay, so if you're sitting in a movie theater, I'm pretty sure Colin Joe sat with Scarlett Johansson, and watched fucking Endgame, okay, and you're looking at every motherfucker on the screen, and if you're Colin Joe, you're like, wow, I am like so far behind every single person on this screen, <laughs> right? It's, it's not all about muscles. I don't, All right. Have, Sometimes it's just what's, what's I, on the I, inside. Fucking take the muscles just, yeah. away. I'm talking. He got a big old fucking horse mouth too. He has a big <laughs> horse mouth too. Send this to him. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like I'll go straight off face. If we'll just do headshots, this motherfucker loses. <laughs> I don't get it, and he's not that funny either. He's not Paul Rudd funny. Oh no! I mean he, Paul Rudd. That's another delicious. Okay, so like Scarlett Johansson could get man. Paul Rudd. That's true. He's uh, he's he's, take, he's spoken for him. Yeah, sure. he's been married but. quite a while. Yeah, I know. It's it's whatever. You guys got to talk about the movie. I just wanted to get that. No, that's okay. Head. We love no, it. I'm glad you got that. <laughs> got out, the bro. TK I'm glad take. You got that out. Got to get the TK take. I would take. suggest watching it though, because I have always been in love with ScarJo, and I kind of found a new love in in Black Widow, and it's her the sister. other girl. Oh, Florence um, Pope. Uh, she's she's a, amazing in Midsummer, and she's amazing in Little Women. She's a great actress. Yep. And that I song think she's was so too. fucking good. God, I love that movie. Didn't yeah. she do a wrestling makes movie you wanna, too? Makes you want to get burnt up in a bear costume. That's what I would do for her. I would do it. I would do it. I, I would sit it. there and I would be fucking motionless and it'd be all worth it. And she fucks shit up in that movie. So, uh, highly recommend it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll check it out. Hey, you guys. Party hey, on. Hey, brother. Great seeing you. Yep. Keep doing big things, man. I'm so happy for you. And we're excited to watch yeah. you fly and, and to... To, to interview every once in a while along the way. Man. Yeah, definitely. And we'll do it. Me, we'll do it. And let me know when you want me to be an extra in one of your your movies. I'll fly down of there. Of course, bro. Of course. When I need like a, a step stool girl. or something like that. I'll just pick pick something <laughs> small. Maybe I can like do like a stunt double for a kid or something. I don't know. That's cool. Yeah. I'll just there throw you, you off a train. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> okay. Let's fucking do it, bro. Okay, cool. All right, All right, see, you guys. see you guys. Let's take it easy. back and before we close out we would like to do a quick comic stock talk uh what do you have for our listeners to invest in if you want to build your comic stock equity so just so you guys know if you haven't listened to it before jr makes some recommendations on some comics that are potentially going to have a big uptick in value with the upcoming movies um and if you want to invest and buy some some now and then hold on to them you might be able to flip them later for some big bucks so uh jr what what's on the What's on the market today? Yeah, so there are various books for, obviously, Loki. Um, you want uh, Thor 245, you know. Um, it's the first appearance of, of He Who Remains, obviously the creator of the oh. Timekeepers. And it's only, you know, it's probably around $100 to get. Um, maybe if you can find a, a lesser copy, you could probably get that for a cheaper price. Um, and it sounds like there's going to be more of that character involved so maybe that book will climb um you can get uh avengers 267 which is the first appearance of the council of kangs and that actually is a really much lower book you could probably get that for about 50 bucks maybe 40 bucks uh found that really good 
Um, and then on a personal, two personal things, um, the the nice house on the lake number one um, came out mm, about two months ago. It's a DC uh, black label book. Um, basically, it's the end of the world. Um, looks like possibly the devil wanted to did this Joan of Arc thing and brought these various people to the house uh, to save them from the apocalypse. Um, and it's ba and the book has grown in uh, uh, purchases of copies. So maybe they're thinking a, a movie or something might be coming out of that. And it, I have the first two books. They're only on issue two right now. And let me tell you, it's pretty creepy. Uh, it's a horror book. And so I do recommend that. Um, and then on a personal note, I was taking a, a book that Jordan and I, our first investment as a couple, I mean, as a podcast team, um, <laughs> we, you know, we, we started after WonderCon, we really wanted to kind of dabble in the uh, comic book investment. And we invested in a book called uh, Superman number four, which has the first appearance of Bloodsport, which is going to be on the Suicide Squad. And we bought that book for $18. Uh, looking right now just at eBay and some other sites to be able to purchase it, it is at $40. So hey we have doubled our money in, nice in about a month. So you're going to win all of them? No. Are you going to win some of them? Yes. And it's fun to watch your money grow. And just when the movie comes out, we are going to sell that book because who's going to want to watch No one's going to get a Bloodsport movie independent. But – um, <laughs> we may have just doubled our money and just by being a little bit of cognizant of what's coming out and purchasing it and taking that, what I call a, um, calculated risk. And, uh, we made a little bit of dough on that. Hell yeah. Well, that was a hundred percent JR and zero of me, <laughs> uh, besides half of the financial backing. So thank you for that JR. And that is what we're looking for. Or that's what we're here for, for you guys is to help you build, you know, some equity and, an investment style that's a little more fun, at least to me, um, than just looking at fucking business acronyms and trying to invest in one that's going to make a huge hit. So thanks for that information, JR. Uh, anything you want to plug before we sign off? Uh, well, I'm, I'm actually going to plug myself, actually. I'm doing some art again. Um, it's been a while. Oh, yeah. I'm, and I just, you know, someone asked me to draw on a comic book. Uh, my friend Jeremy, he shops at the Action City store. And... And it got me really kind of the, the the juices flowing. So if anybody has any requests, uh, let me know. I'll draw something for you. Um, if not, then I'll just kind of pick my own stuff. But look to see some of my art on our page. I'll send you some pictures uh, of me. Good. For you to draw. I should be pretty. I've drawn you before. I can do it again. <laughs> I'm not posing this. Time. <laughs> uh, well, as always, you know, we want to give a shout out to our, our mothership, uh, Action City Comics. Uh, they are the lifeblood of this podcast, and we support them, and Doug's our boy, so go and shop there and fetch away whenever you get a chance. Um, and you can always find us at Hop Heroes Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Um, tell your friends, like, and subscribe. We're trying to continue to grow here, and thank you guys so much for listening this week. Catch you on the next one. Oops. <laughs>